Hello and welcome to another podcast from a very rainy and windy and stormy Philippines. It is Coach Marky Manila here and if you can hear any noises, it's the rain hammering down on the outside of the windows here and the aircon unit that's uh, trying to cope with the humidity. Um, so yeah, another tropical storm blowing in here, but uh, still podcasting away for you. This will be the last one probably of tonight. Um, so, okay. Now, many of you who know me know I'm from ESLBusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. If you don't already know me, lovely to meet you. Um, please sign up to my newsletter. And feel free to spread the word of this podcast far and wide if you think it's going to help you or has helped you in the past. Also, you can sponsor me. If you want to buy me a cup of coffee, then that would be gratefully received. The tips and uh, links are down below. And of course, you can just subscribe here, uh, sponsor a monthly subscription from as little as 99 cents to keep this podcast totally free and helping you if you can't afford to get high-level coaching or any coaching at all with anybody. All right, that said, let's crack on. Let's talk about the eight common challenges that I, uh, I really deal with when I help my Arabic students, my Arabic-speaking students from all over the Arabic-speaking world, um, but particularly the female students. And male students also have these issues too, so I'm not, you know, I'm not excluding anybody in this, but it is something that I think is important that we talk about um, because I really do try to support both men and women in different matters where they are facing discrimination or perhaps just not as much of visibility and awareness and support as perhaps another gender or even non-binary people are receiving. So let's talk about it. Um, now, of course, many people believe, and rightly so, I think at times that English is one of the most difficult languages to learn. Um, the pathway to being fluent when it's not your native language, can be a bit choppy, a bit rough, a bit like the storm here. It's really building up now. Um, the grammar structures are odd, and the spellings and pronunciations of particular words don't make sense at times, right? So there are many reasons why students who are studying English as a second language struggle with it. Um, but certainly my Arabic students, my Arabic-speaking students, do so more so because, of course, of the differences from the left to right way of writing, you know, it's the opposite way around, and just generally how Arabic is written in a much different pattern and style. So let's look at some of the issues that are common for female Arabic students, okay? Um, now, the main thing is, is that usually traditional methods of learning are rather boring, um, and perhaps they're not really available to you. Okay, you can hear this storm is really building up now, people. I say, I kid you not, you see, some of you think I'm not in tropical Philippines, but I really am. <laughs> okay, we're going to try and persist with this as much as we can, but I might need to re-record this one for you at a later point in time if it turns out that it's not so helpful on the audio. But it's a good test of your listening, right? Okay, if you can manage to focus on my words through this, then oh my goodness, you deserve a gold medal. Right? So, the feeling of shame and embarrassment um, for some of my students um, is quite real, actually. They may have um, had a bad experience previously or not been able to express themselves very well. And that can really be getting in the way of their motivation to learn, okay? Also, not interacting with enough native speakers. So, for many of my students, female Arabic students are restricted um, in some parts of the Arabic-speaking world from mixing with a wide variety of people. So this can be a challenge. And that then leads me to the next thing, which is not enough confidence. Because remember, if you aren't interacting with enough people, your confidence may be extremely low. So it's important that we try to work on building that. And certainly in my sessions, I absolutely do. This is an important fact 
um, that you all need to be aware of. If you're going to work with me, you will get confidence and buckets from me. That is the one thing that I do pride myself on, ensuring that you're motivated and feel supported and not criticised or judged in any of my sessions. I say it's a safe space and I mean it, okay? So you can come to my sessions and make every mistake you want and really practice getting the strength in your speaking, your listening and anything else, all right? Also, you might have the other opposite uh, problem. Um, I don't see this a lot with my female Arabic students, but you can be a bit overambitious maybe, or you might have high expectations of yourself for perfection. I do see that a lot with my female Arabic students. I have to tell you, remember this, Nobody gets it right 100% of the time, or even native speakers. So please don't feel intimidated or overwhelmed or feeling that you have to get everything 100% until you can speak. It's really just a question of going for it, opening your mouth and playing with the English language, okay? The other thing I find with my female Arabic students is that for some of you, um, depending on where you are in the world, I mean, Saudi up until fairly recently, um, were very restricted with what you felt you could do when you did get your English. And if you don't have a goal for learning the language, it can keep things rather vague for you, okay? So this can also be a big challenge for you. So I want you to understand that try to set your um, ambitions with a particular goal, a reason for you wanting to speak that English, and it will motivate you to get yourself past the hard points, the things that are going to challenge you, okay? Now, I would say this particular challenge is the first one and the most important one. To succeed in anything, okay, you've got to have a goal. It's like me. My goal is to record this podcast for you, even if it is a tropical storm. And you've got to persist, okay? You've got to be able to overcome. And that, just anything, actually, not just language, anything in life, actually. No exceptions, really. So if your reason for uh, learning English or any other skill for that matter is emotional, it's easy for you to succeed. If it's not, it's a bit harder. If your reason is not significant, you're less motivated, you might give up at the first hurdle or the first failure, and that can be a problem. So we want you to feel happy and passionate about the language to motivate you. So of course, use study support methods that will really help keep you interested, okay? That's the key. Always do stuff and topics you enjoy and you want to learn on your own as well as with a tutor. Now, traditional methods of learning can be boring, as we've said. That's something else that many of my female Arabic students feel it's rather rigid, what they're able to access. So try to find a coach who will motivate you, who will keep you engaged and make it interesting. And certainly because now you can go online these days, and of course with all my students, if you do want to not use your camera, although it makes it a bit harder for me, you can do that too. So if you want to do it without the camera on for your particular reasons, that's fine as well. I want you to feel comfortable, but equally, I want you to have fun, all right? Okay, so you can access that kind of environment instead of a very rigid classroom environment and get that support you need. Sometimes we also have that you feel your time for learning is insufficient because you're doing a lot of other tasks. And many of my female Arabic students are trying to juggle everything, family, children, you know, there's a whole range of things for you. So in a way, it's about time management. And if you set aside 10 minutes a day, my, my Arabic students in particular, I say this, 10 minutes every day, 28 days minimum, you will see a difference, okay? And it will help keep you on your quest, okay? That's important. And make a note of it. Reward yourself when you've done your 10 minutes every day. Whatever it is you love, if it's uh, listening to a piece of music or a favorite piece of food or going outside for a walk, 
reward yourself with that every time to say, yeah, I did it today because it will motivate you and start to build a very strong neural pathway in your brain that every time you do your 10 minutes of English, it's a fun thing. I get a nice reward, which will keep you encouraged. The reason I also say just stick to 10 minutes is I don't want you to overdo it. Okay, I want you to still be ready to come back tomorrow and the next day to do more of your English. But if you overdo it, if you just do it for hours and hours, you'll make yourself so sick of English, you'll want to take a week off. Consistency, little and often, is key here, like everything in life, rather than doing everything in big chunks. That is my biggest tip ever, right? Okay, it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym and do five hours, you'll virtually probably kill yourself if you're not very fit. And then you'll probably refuse to go to the gym again and be injured. Okay? We don't want that. We want you to go every day or every other day, and little by little, your body will adapt and you build the muscle. It's the same with your English, okay? It is no different. Also, some of the problems that you can have is if you're working with a non-native speaker of English as a second language, they can teach you things they've equally misunderstood, okay? Now, I think there is a benefit to speaking with tutors who are non-native because they have different accents. So I think that is really helpful for you. But please make sure that they they are familiar, that they are as near native as you can get so that they can answer all of your questions. Even native speakers don't have all the answers. Even I don't. Sometimes I have to go away and look things up for my students or with you. But it's important that you can, wherever, when you're first starting out, to work with a native English speaker who's got the expertise of working with students like yourself in all different scenarios, okay? So these are the common challenges that many of my female Arabic students face in particular. Um, the other one, as I said, is really being too overambitious, too perfectionist, having an unrealistic expectation of yourself. And the problem with that, okay, is that you're going to be working very hard to outperform everybody and you possibly, <laughs> you possibly won't actually speak until you think you're perfect. But not speaking at all is going to hold you back from ever getting perfection. It's a bit of a catch-22, right? You go round in a circle. So you've just got to get comfortable with opening your mouth, okay? Trying to achieve your goal, even if you do make some mistakes. And be careful with yourself, okay? I know it can affect you emotionally, and I don't want you to be demotivated from learning. But if something happens and you make a bit of an error and you say something wrong, say, oh, okay, make a joke of it if you can. Say, ah, okay, I, I should have got my mouth in gear before I before I opened it, right? Okay, so you can make a joke about it yourself if that helps you to try and take away some of the pressure and stress from yourself. Remember, everybody makes mistakes. I make loads of them in my podcast and I leave them in on purpose so you can hear exactly how it works when someone is speaking at a normal pace and we're not artificially, you know, airbrushed and we're not taking bits out of the podcast. I'm leaving them in on purpose. If you're listening to other people and they're airbrushing their podcasts or you're watching, you know, people who've done 50 different takes on YouTube until it's perfect, that is giving you an unrealistic expectation for yourself. I like to keep things very real here, people. So what you see is what you get. And as I sound, it's as it is. Apart from the time, as you all know, when I have to use artificial voices because either my voice is literally too worn out from so much coaching or sadly my health is giving way for a bit and I have to take a break. But I still like to try and podcast for you in order to keep the information coming. So overall, I hope this has given you some pointers, some really good ideas for what you can do. Try to enjoy activities with your English as a, as a female Arabic speaker of English as a second language and um, doing things that you love. So if you love running, then try, I don't know, try running somewhere. OK, 
and and singing if you love singing too then sing and run okay it's a good exercise and do it in english okay um if you like reading then clearly read books that you love and try to write your own maybe write your own little mini book okay attempt to do things that you love and you have a hobby with and it will make the learning of english as long as you embed the english into it really helpful even yoga um I have a fantastic Indian student. She loves yoga. So we got her to do her meditations out loud in English in the yoga session. Um, and it's kind of interesting how she's finding that is a very different experience to doing it in clearly in Hindi. So try to play around with English. Get creative. If you love cooking, then hey, why not record your own version of your own cookery program just for you, okay? And then watch yourself back. So practice cooking in the kitchen and record yourself like you were on a cooking program telling everybody how to make this recipe that you're whipping up in the kitchen okay it's important you have fun watch yourself back see the words you use try to watch other cooking programs and then pick up their words and vocabs and then use it yourself but ultimately get playful with the english language it's not something to be terrified of and female students it's having the confidence to do that Try to get yourself, as know it's difficult at times, into as many social situations as possible within the situation you're in right now to expose yourself to a variety of vocabs. But of course, YouTube can be your friend too if you're not able to get out very easily. And of course, that time management, if you're trying to run a household, there's children, there's all sorts of household chores as well that can still happen. As we know, um, it's not the same as in other parts of the world. And there is still more of an expectation um, on, say, female Arabic students, Arabic-speaking students, to be doing a lot of other things as well that would take up their day-to-day -day time. So I'm really here trying to give you some tips and pointers that can assist you. And, you know, just be proud of whatever progress you're able to make. Even if it is small, 10 minutes a day is still better than no movement at all whatsoever. There's a great Chinese proverb I'm going to leave you with. And it's something along the lines of this. The translation is, be not afraid of moving slowly, but be very afraid of not moving at all. So even just one step today, even just one minute of English today, even this podcast, well, that's nearly 15 minutes for you, right? Okay, has been a great step forward for you all. So remember, stay safe. If you found this podcast helpful, please circulate it far and wide. Feel free to buy me a coffee if you'd like to sponsor me to keep this content free. Let me know what else you want me to answer the questions for. I'm getting lots of questions coming in, and we'll try and do a Q&A very soon again. So take care, everybody. Stay safe and keep Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level coaching but need to access this information all the same i really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so also if you are somebody looking to get into coaching maybe you're an english coach or perhaps you are another professional maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counselor basically anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you you coach people in different academic subjects I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and 
build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.